0: On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey there, Brain Changer. Now, this is another one of those bonus episodes that I'm putting out every Monday based on organic and engaging conversations with other Brain Changers on Clubhouse. Clubhouse is an audio chat and people can come and go as they they want. So you're in for a real treat. Special guests featured on today's show are Lynette Cole Chuck, I think is her last name, Ruth Simpson, uh, Bonnie Davis, Katrina Doro, Rebecca Wilcox, Monica Thelmas, and Josh or Jose Osby. So please stay tuned as we discuss the time mindset. And listen, don't miss the free PDF. It's a one-page cheat sheet that contains all of the amazing tips that are shared in today's show. I put them in a one-page printable just for you to, to kind of help you prioritize your time, get things straight. So many good ideas, practical tips and tricks to help you develop and foster a positive time mindset. Now, without further ado, let's go. I'm just going to say it right off the bat. I need help with time management. And I am so hoping that you ladies have some tips and tricks for me. And I, I couldn't be more serious about it. And You know, I don't know if you've ever felt like you've been in a season of life where you're having so much fun, but yet you are just like going in a gazillion directions at once. And that's kind of what I've been feeling like these days. It's like, I've got so many things to do. My task list is like long and I do call it a get to do list though. And it's long and and it's fun and i love everything that's on it but sometimes i struggle to manage my time very well i would love to get a list going i'm I love lists of maybe like tips that you would like to share or things you do to really take control of your time you know you've heard it s- said that time is such a priceless commodity. We all have the same amount, and but how we manage it is so different. And I want to be a good steward of my time. But sometimes, as I was saying earlier, I really, really struggle with this. I'm just asking for us to have a mastermind here and try to figure out some really good techniques or tips best practices that you all do to be really good stewards of your time so Rebecca we're hats off to you we're gonna start with you girlfriend
1: oh thank you uh, you know this has been something I've worked on a lot and I do with my clients because I realize if it's something I struggle with there are other people that struggle with it too right and so I have, and I'm. I keep tweaking it and fine tuning it. And what I share now is not what ev- what would work for every person, because you've got to customize it to work for your particular needs, your particular day. But one thing I definitely do is I, in the mornings, during my morning routine with a, with my prayers and meditation and journaling, I then time block. I realized I figured that out and found that works so well for me. And I don't put down absolutely everything I need to do. I started doing that, and I didn't put in any breaks for lunch or going to the bathroom or anything else. And I thought, okay, this isn't how this is supposed to work. So I now, I don't have the full time blocked off, the full day blocked off. But I do have those most important things to me um, that I need to accomplish blocked off. And when that time goes off in my phone, I don't do anything else. Just like I time blocked today with you, Victoria. Because last week I didn't do that. And yes, something else came up and I I love I love being on Clubhouse with you and listening to you and other ladies and other men just gleaning great nuggets but that became it's got to become important enough that you are gonna focus only on that one thing and not anything else. I also use Mondays now for writing. That is the day that I want to write and that's also the day that at the first, uh, well, before the first of the month, I used to schedule my social media out for the month. My topics and then also the quotes and the affirmations. Because if I'll go ahead and block that time and do that, then it's not filling up the, the, the dailies that you can find yourself um, coming up against because, oh, no, I haven't done that. Oh, I've got to get on my, my computer and get that done. But my biggest um, uh, tip would be to start time blocking small. Just take baby steps with it tomorrow. Just time block three things and do only in that time, only that and nothing else. And that's my biggest tip for y'all today. And that's it for Rebecca.
0: Thank you for that, Rebecca. And I have a question, though. I try time blocking, but some... Where do you put your phone? I guess that's the bottom line for me is that's my question for you where do you put your phone because I will turn my phone over but it's within arm's reach and my phone is on silent already except for my family members and that goes through on that emergency ring system or whatever it's called so so I've got all of my family members they can reach me at any time and I'm going to hear it but otherwise my phone is on silent or like vibrate So I turn it over, but then all of a sudden I'll hear, you know, just that little vibrate sound. And it's so tempting to want to stick my hand out and grab it and look and see what's going on. And so where do you put your phone when you're time blocking? Do you have it in another room or is it not really a temptation for you? Or do you you just have, you know, that self-control going or where do you put it?
1: Okay, so... If I'm in my time block time, I have it on do not disturb. So it but otherwise, then I take that off so I do get my alerts because if I'm just working on something else, um, you know, it let me just let me suggest this. If that if you prefer to have your time, your clock your, your phone off for most of the day, how about getting a a sheet a sheet of paper. I mean, I, I can even share um, mine that I created for doing time blocking and just have that sheet of paper with you. And then you can glance over at it and you can go, Oh, okay. Now in, you know, in an hour, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. And because that's how I did start was, was with my time block sheet, because I love to write things out as opposed to just having them in my phone. Does that make sense?
0: Rebecca out um yes it makes sense but it's what I mean is not that my phone is where I you know would block out my time or set my reminders I do have reminders on there but what I mean is it's tempting for me to go to my phone and and I don't know whether it's a you know just I want to look at, okay, a notification from Facebook or maybe I've been trying to help someone in Messenger, Facebook Messenger, and I see, oh, there are three messages there. Maybe I should answer those very quickly. It's like I I need to hone in and practice on really focusing, like you said, so I can do a time block for sure and I can say, okay, for this hour, I'm going to write. For this next hour, I'm going to you know, uh, work on a, a, click, a click funnel or a product funnel, and I can do all of that, but if my phone's there, I'm tempted to grab it a lot more than I really should, that's what I'm talking about, so does your phone not tempt you then, and maybe this is just my problem, I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> no, it. it... It's, it's a muscle. It's just a muscle you have to strengthen, right? Just like our prayer muscle, and our gratitude muscle, our positive mindset muscle. It's a muscle that, and, and a suggestion when you're wanting to help somebody um, work on something, say, you know, respond and whatnot and say, now I will be back here in in an hour or in two hours. I've got some, you know, That way you're, you're not leaving them in a lurch, but you're setting a boundary because what is something that can really get hijacked? And I think that's what you're struggling with is you're letting other things hijack your time, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think back on Jim Quick and what he says about your morning routine. Matter of fact, he doesn't even pick up his phone, I think for the first hour. And because he says what happens if you pick up your cell phone that first golden hour of the morning, you are spending your moments responding. You are answering emails, going to your notifications, responding to messages that you have, and you're allowing other people essentially to tell you what to do next. And so it's like time is just slipping by that way and we're not really controlling it. And I have that struggle. Now, I do have the discipline of when I first wake up, I'm like, Lord, you are first here. And that is when I do my devotional and I do my writing and my journaling and my prayer time. And I'm pretty firm on that. And I don't go to my phone. It's just that after that, (laughs) when I get into some of the other things during my day that I start being tempted to go to my phone more than I should. And it's like my mind is all over the place. I feel like sometimes I have about 200 pots on the stove and I run from one to another, to another, to another, to another. And, you know, oh, this one is boiling over. Better turn that one down. And, oh, this one's run dry. Better put the more water in this one. And anyway, I, you know, it's, and it could be also, This is such a new season of my life for me. And like I said, I'm having a blast. To me, all of this is so much fun. There are so many things that I'm enjoying and I want to do, I like to do, I love to do, I feel called to do. But I noticed here in the last couple of months that I'm not quite on top of my time as I would like. And I feel like it's become a little bit of a stressor to me. So Rebecca, you always over deliver in your comments and give so many wonderful tips and things to consider. And I know that you're on to something with block scheduling. I want to go on to Monica, because I think you also have something to share about maybe something that you do to really stay on top of your time and control the time, those precious hours that you have during the day and not let time slip away or get the best of you or have other people, externals, kind of pressing in on your time and telling you what to do, but instead feeling the confidence and the comfort that comes when you stay on top of that. So, Monica, do you want to chime in?
2: Oh, my goodness, Victoria. I'm in the same boat as you with time (laughs) management. I
0: need time management. Oh, gosh, we've got to laugh about that then. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. But lately I have been I've been using pen and paper to actually write out my schedule because my phone is just not doing it for me. So I, I use pen and paper to actually write out a schedule and I um I make sure I even schedule in my prayer time and my reading time, my studying time and and then I go to my business or my um you know my other group times i make sure i schedule those in there too but i i'm coming and in right there are a lot of distractions lord have mercy there are distractions even during my set uh study time and prayer time so so i have to be disciplined i'm i'm praying about um you know, becoming disciplined in those areas and and not uh, using my phone so much, and I've turned off the TV. You know, I've done things to try to keep me in line because I want to be in the right position. You know, right where the Lord has me. So, so this time management is such a good uh, subject. So, just writing things out for me on pen and paper. Uh, works best for me
0: very good yes and i think that's some of what rebecca said as well get it down on paper set those boundaries and then follow through and i love what you said also monica about prayer because the way i'm feeling these days I'm like, man, I can't step out without the Lord. I, I gotta have him for everything. And, and I think I need to really just pour my heart out to him and say, Lord, I help me with this because I don't want to just keep chasing something that's glittering and thinking, Oh, that's the next best thing. I want to slow down. I think Rebecca, you said it, you know, the one thing, let's do the one thing that I need to be doing right now. And. I also, I recently, one of the devotions that I wrote for a devotional book that I'm hoping to get out this year was, uh, it was the image of playing two square. I don't know if you've ever played two square or four square, maybe with your kids, but you just, you know, you bounce the ball into the other court. And so I had this image of, Lord, I'm just going to bounce you the ball and whatever ball you put back to me, that's the one that I want to be doing. I want this to, I want him to run my day. And and I need I need that peace that comes when I'm fully surrendered to him and just in and under his yoke and allowing him to lead me throughout this craziness and this busyness. I used to think that I was busy, like when I was raising my kids, homeschooling four kids and working full time and, you know, all the practices and the homeschool co-ops. And I used to think I was busy, but I'm telling you what. I think I'm now busier than I ever have been, and some of that is the passion of the mission that God has kindled in my heart, and my desire to step forth in new ways is a very exciting season of my life, but I feel like I'm stretched a little bit thin, and, and that's where it... It, it gets a little trickier for me. So let me let me go on and so we're getting some good tips here because that's what I want to leave with our, our listeners. We know if we're struggling, then there are other folks struggling. And I want I want what we come up with number one to be validating to them in their Christian journey, to know that they're not alone and there are we we all kind of have these pain points in common and maybe there are things that we've done to step through those and walk through those hard times. And so, so far we've got get that morning routine down, whether it's prayer, meditating, journaling, time, block it out and set aside those designated hours or chunks of time every single day, every single week. Start small. Like you said, Rebecca, maybe just three time blocks a day, start there, begin to think about what that would feel like and then stick to it. And I think what happens sometimes is that gives us freedom in other areas and suddenly we're like, "Oh, I did that for that hour or those 2 hours. I'm good there. Now I can kind of rest a little bit." And then also reiterating what you said, Monica, about writing things down, pen and paper. Get it, get a visual there, a picture, that image of how we're going to come at our day. So, let's go to you, Lynn. Annette, can you offer anything here? Would you like to share a little bit? Sure.
3: <laughs> um, hello, everyone. Um, I'm kind of new to Clubhouse, so let me know if I'm not doing anything right. But it's, God is so good. Um, the things, I, I really love what you've been sharing, and then um, the The tip that I would say um, for myself, I pray first. Like I'm not a morning person, but when I can get up, I really love to. And God's been trying to get me to get up at 4.30 in the morning to spend time with him. And it's been really hard. But if I have my prayer time with him, and it's different. I don't try to do the same thing. I'm very regimented, so he won't allow me to. I'll do devotions and then prayer and maybe a um, devotion on um, YouTube as well, my book ones. But he also makes me not uh, have the habit of beating myself up. If I don't get up at 4.30, I'd get up at 6 or something. So time management, I think you need to be flexible, flexible to the Holy Spirit first. And, um... When things don't go that way, you know, that you have on pen and paper, be okay with it. Let go of it. Um, if you don't get that phone call into mom or your sister, be okay with it. The other thing that um, has really helped me, I came from a place um, very recently, my whole life crashed. Um, physically everything went down and it was just burnout lots of reasons but I'm very stubborn too and I feel that God utilized the situation to get me to a place where I surrendered everything to him so coming back from that I now plan my days I can do lots of things now but when I could only do one thing it was um I'm going to make sure to have uh, a bath every day, make sure I eat well because I didn't. I was not hungry at this point, um, and do the dishes. I, I like to have a clean kitchen. So I plan things. I do those things. As my health improved, okay, what's the next thing that's most important? And, yes, I prayed over these things, but now as I'm feeling better, in order to put new things in, I do the same thing. Okay, Lynette, if you were back over there and you could only do one thing, what would it be? And so I'm adding things along the same way. So it's helped me to prioritize. And I find that it makes more effective use of my time because I just let go of things. Things are not the same.
0: Thank you, Lynette. I'm just scribbling my notes down here as you're speaking. And... I really appreciate that perspective that you bring to the table. Flexibility is huge and not beating ourselves up for not getting that 99 thing done from the get to do list or, you know, making that call, like you said, it's so important. And sometimes I can... I can be pretty hard on myself I think personally because I'm very driven and this sometimes though the flip of that is that the slightest thing that I don't think should take very long suddenly takes 30 minutes and I'm like oh dear like a technical problem for example those really get under my skin when there's just like one little thing that it's like why can't I figure this out and it should be so easy but it's not And it takes you know way too long and there goes that time those kinds of things really can can get to me and I have to just kind of take a deep breath and and bring God right back into the picture and ask him to to show me. And the second point that you make about prioritizing, that's really, really important. What do you, I'm kind of curious, I don't know if you have a business going, Lynette, or maybe Rebecca, Monica, Bonnie, or Katrina, your businesses, you know, just that prioritizing for business. Do you, do you try to do the things that dial you know turn the dial on your business how do you how do you know for example like if you're in business you're trying to generate revenue but sometimes there are things that we do in our business that may not generate revenue for example some of the social media stuff and I wonder how anybody and this is a teeny bit off track but how you all prioritize your business things and business tasks that you have to do do you only try to do things that bring in revenue or do, how do you, how do you deal with all that anybody want to jump on that question we
3: were actually just uh talking about some of this in um in the coaching program I'm in and um to succeed in their business and it's not going to bring me any money because there's no um affiliate marketing or anything else like that in it um I'm going to do that because I've been at a place where people have helped me and I want to return it
0: and I love I love your perspective there as well And I'm with you on that, you know, the give, 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 and the serve, serve, serve. I think what I was referring to would be, for example, I don't know if you all know Canva, but you can create all these designs and images. And I, and let me tell you, I love doing it. I absolutely love it generating these images and finding these, you know, changing the font and increasing this and adding this little animation. And I could spend so much time doing that. But that does not increase my revenue necessarily. It might make a catchy image on social media, or it might be, you know, something nice to send to someone or whatever. But it's not exactly pushing the needle forward for me, or at least I don't think so. So that's kind of what I meant. Sometimes I I have to be mindful of of how I'm even spending that kind of time. And I find myself often saying, Victoria, you love to do this. And I, I think the remedy for that is to just give myself, sometimes I just say, hey, take 15 minutes and go play around on Canva and have fun. And I just kind of block schedule that in or give myself a little outlet to do that because it's fun for me. But um, instead, and you know, I don't try to beat myself up for doing Canva or creating those designs, but it, I have to be mindful that of, of how I'm even spending that time. And, um, you know, it gets a little bit sticky for me. If we could spend a little bit of time talking about procrastinating, because I think that's a little bit of my issue. I go to the fun stuff, and yet I'm like, hmm, I'm, you know, I would rather spend my time on the fun stuff than doing some of the other necessary things that I really, really, really do need to do, and, and then all of a sudden, rats, I've spent, you know, 30 minutes on Canva, and I really needed to be vacuuming my floor, or something like that, so I'm going to move to you, actually, Katrina, and you can even give us another tip, you've been here listening. You can chime in about that, but in then if you also want to to talk about what how do you overcome just the whole procrastination trap?
4: Hi, thank you so much, Victoria, for having me on the stage with you. I love this topic because, like you and like the others, um, it is often um, a juggling process. Whenever we wear many hats and have lots of things happening in our worlds. So I, too, Bonnie, am in ministry, and I have a have kids still at home, and um, I have a side ministry as well, so wearing a lot of different hats, but I think I, I love each of the things that you guys have shared so far, and one thing I was thinking as you guys were sharing is I was processing how I try and manage all of these different things that I'm doing, I do a lot of time blocking as well, and I, a lot of times my time blocking is even sometimes thought in, in days, because I have certain days that I'm in my um, ministry, on-campus mode for the whole day, just really trying to prepare for Sunday, get ready for what's coming up. And then um, I have a couple of mornings a week that I really hone in on curriculum writing and um my side ministry, which is Faith and Family Box, but I will say, Victoria, like you mentioned, I think that we all struggle at times with procrastination because, like you, there are certain aspects of the ministry or of my um, Faith and Family Box ministry that I enjoy doing more than others, <laughs> and um, in those moments, I try to remind myself to of the the book that I read that was so influential for me about time management, which was called eat the frog first. And basically was talking about just what you were, what you were referencing in terms of procrastination. And that is to look at your to-do list and try and knock out the things that you least want to do first. And then, and then do the things that you enjoy doing, because a lot of times those things that I least enjoy doing, I put to the very end of the day or I want to put to the very end of the day and then I end up not having as much time as, or the amount of time I need to sometimes complete those things. So that has, has really helped me to prioritize. And then I think someone already mentioned this, but this, and it may have been you Victoria, but I, I do love the idea of kind of giving myself a time limit and setting a timer and saying, okay, I too enjoy creating on canvas. So I can say, hey, I've got 15 minutes here, I'm going to use those 15 minutes to do Canva, but then I'm going to pull myself back to um, another aspect that I need to to accomplish for the day. And, and, and I also love, um, I know someone mentioned, it might have been Monica, about using uh, paper, and I love writing my to-do list and marking that to-do list off and seeing it accomplished, although... There are things that carry over every single day. So I do, like you were mentioning, um, like some of you before me mentioned, giving yourself grace in those moments when you can't quite get it all done. But I think one thing, too, that God's really impressed upon my heart with my kids is if I'm not careful, I can get so focused on all of my to-do lists that sometimes I forget about the relationships with, with the people right beside me. And so that's one thing that I, I try to really um, focus on is remembering that, that, you know, God has a purpose and a plan for our family and that my kids and my husband are really my first priority underneath God. So I really want them to love Jesus and don't want to follow him. And so that means that sometimes my to-do list has to be put on hold till tomorrow so that I can minister to them and help them accomplish whatever it is that they're involved in at that moment, which is sometimes hard. And sometimes my son says, Mom, I'm graduating next year. You need to be spending time with me, not working on your canvas slides. So it's... um, it is definitely a balancing act, and of course, in those moments, he brings me back to, okay, you're right, I need to, it's 8 o'clock, let me stop and spend time with you, so, so those are a couple of things that I would share that the procrastination, working on eating that frog, eating the frog first, take on the tasks that you least want to do, and just get it knocked out so that you can focus on the things that you really enjoy. And this is Katrina, and I'm done speaking.
0: Thank you, Katrina. Amazing. I love the thought of eating the frog first, because often, for me at least, those little pesky things that maybe I don't like to do, they're emotional drains for me. And it could be just making the guests bed in the guest bedroom, something so ridiculously simple that takes all of 10 minutes that I could do, but I just keep avoiding it for some reason. I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And even if I could just put the, you know, some kind of I don't know, just squeeze out what you said about relationships. You touched my heart when you said that because we have to be ready for those divine interventions, those divine interruptions. And if we're not careful, we miss the, we're so task oriented and I'm just speaking about myself here, but we can be so task oriented that we miss what's so important it's the being the the Martha, right? And the Mary in we're what is that? We want to be a Mary in a Martha world. And I have to tell you, sometimes I have one son left. One son here at home, Katrina. Matter of fact, I may just start crying right now because he graduates tomorrow from UK, from the university. Yeah, actually, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I was, what I was going to say is that sometimes I get up really early and he, he gets up a little bit later because he's up, oh my goodness, he's up so late doing all this work that I I go into his room and he's got, he's, a, he's he'll have an electrical engineering degree and I look at his computer screen and I'm like, oh my gosh, Matthew, you are bilingual because he is reading this stuff that looks so complicated to me. And I, I, I just am so proud of him and, and I, in awe of what he, how he's using his brain and how God has gifted him. But sometimes I'm so engrossed in what I'm doing at my computer that he's like, see you mom, as he's going out the door to go to classes or to his work. And I'm like, just on, you know, Um, what is it called you just you know reflex you just uh, see you Matthew or whatever without even thinking about it and there have been days when I've just kind of said that and not even looked at him I mean I'm ashamed actually to say that and then once I realized oh my gosh my son's walking out the door and I didn't even look at him I didn't even hug him or usually he comes in to hug me I mean he might say mom don't tell everybody that but Um, But even then, sometimes it's not a, a real hug. All that to say, I've jumped up before and run to the front door. And as he's right, when he's pulling out of the driveway, I'm like, Matthew, Matthew, wait, wait, let me give you a real hug that matters. So, yes, thank you for that reminder. All that to say, thank you for that reminder about how important it is that we have these amazing people we love right around us. And... We need to make sure that we're giving them the time that they deserve as well. So who wants to say something about all that? Anybody? Have I left you guys Uh, speechless? Is that you, Josh? (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Go for it. Thank you so much uh, for inviting me on stage. And good
5: evening to everyone or good morning, according to where you are. But um, that's one of the main reasons I came into the room, because I see time mindset. And uh, that's one thing I'm working on. And learning as I go is how to balance my time. Uh, I'm a pastor, full-time pastor. And at, at the moment I'm studying to become a loan officer and really, um, I have three kids, I have a wife (laughs) and just making the the time for everyone, (laughs) you know, but also not forgetting to have time for me. I found (laughs) to be difficult, uh, my three kids. I have two boys and a girl. My oldest is twelve. My the youngest boy is ten, and my daughter mm. is eight. But all of them have different personalities. All of them want me to do different things with them. And uh, I'm gonna look for that book. Uh, I think Miss Katrina had mentioned about Eat the Frog first, because uh, I really, <laughs> I really need help with balancing my time. feel like sometimes I'm overwhelmed I have too much on my plate and I want to make sure I'm making time you know for everyone but uh that's all I wanted
0: to share oh you're quite welcome Josh and do you actually do time blocking with your days with your that's one of the tips that came up was actually to okay here's my day and you know and it could be that you time block Doing the same thing Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the same time, for example, maybe you have one hour for your pastoral work or two hours, or then maybe you have an evening where you do visitations. Maybe, you know, I'm not sure what that might look like for you, but so it could be by the day that you're doing time blocking and it may change every day, or you could have the same things that you're doing repeatedly or that you attempt to do repeatedly every week. Do you actually do that practice already? I'm just curious.
5: No, but I'm loving hearing it. Uh, It's something I need to do, start doing. It's time blocking.
0: Yeah, that seemed like it was, that was mentioned several times as being a real key to helping us stay on top of time and actually controlling time and not letting life just happen to us. In other words, it kind of with the Lord, of course, we want to be, you know, he has to be involved in all of this. That goes without saying, but just saying, Lord, you know, the hours in my day, you know, the things that that I would like to accomplish, but. I'm not, I don't want to go anywhere that you're not going. So if you could just direct my steps, guide me by your spirit, show me those things, but then there's the discipline of saying this is what I would like to do, you know, this day, this time, and so forth. And then and, I, you know, I do a little bit of that, but not a lot of time blocking. But I think it's probably something that I, I'm hearing several of the folks in the room have mentioned, and I probably need to consider that a little bit more and put it into play. I get distracted kind of easily, especially with my phone and notifications. And sometimes I get distracted by wanting to run off and do something that's kind of fun. And maybe I procrastinate for other things that are, you know, even more important. So... Um, maybe that would be something that you and I both could kind of put into play. I'm, I'm really kind of jazzed about hearing this and just hearing how some of these other folks in this mastermind conversation are taking the reins and and, and kind of staying on the top side of this whole time mindset. Liz, you're up on stage too. I would love love it if you would just chime in. We're kind of getting a list going of time-saving tips and pr- best practices and how to do what 's most important and so forth, so would love to hear your your feedback or your any comments that you'd like to share welcome
6: sure, thank you so much well i'm leaning from everyone and first off, I just want to say I have kids in the background in case there's lots of noise, so just warning everyone but um, yeah I, the time blocking that that is really helpful um, I'm, a, I'm a mom, I homeschool my kids and i 'm also trying to start a, a business a creative art business with um the things that i make and create so um for me i think what's helped is um having um on my ipad i have uh this i think it's an inbuilt thing on my ipad where it will tell me how much time i'm um i'm using in certain areas so like it'll tell me you've used this much time on social media you have um used this amount of time on your creativity um and, you know, and different things like that. So, and so for me to see that, just having that reminder, okay, Liz, you're maybe using too much time right now looking through social media. It's just that reminder for me. So I think even having apps that can help us remind us, like, maybe we're overdoing it in certain areas. That kind of, for me, helps me with my time because it's just that reminder that I've gotten maybe out of step with my goals or with what I need to do for the day. And, um, But anyways, I hope, I don't know if that helps anybody, but that's kind of what, what's helped me just keeping myself and my time in control a little bit more. The actual uh, app that I have that's using, or actually I'm not even going to call it an app, but it's inbuilt in my iPad. So it automatically tells me like, this is what you're doing for this and that. Even, even tells me like you're, uh, let me see, actually let me see if I can pull it up. Well, I can't do it right now. But anyways, it just tells me everything I'm doing. Well, let me, let me look. Let me see.
0: If it I love right that. Now. That's a really good idea. And I'm, I'm like, oh my goodness, I probably don't want to see that because, yeah, oh, no, yeah. I, I don't know. I would be like, oh, Victoria, you're really, yeah. you know, way too much time over here on this or, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I also want to go back to something that Josh said about self-care and it's it's you know we spend so much of our energy and our time outpouring and giving and serving and certainly we should be but we also have to take some time and do that block scheduling and I I know Rebecca you're a big proponent of that for that self-care and you know doing something that fills your tank maybe it's even allowing your brain to just imagine and to just enjoy God's beautiful creation I walk every day around this idyllic midway Kentucky taking Rico the Markey my blog mascot He and he's just a little five pound dog and so we walk every single day, weather permitting, and that's one of the times that I kind of disconnect and you know, just enjoy what's around me. And it, it's so good for me to breathe the fresh air, to enjoy the sunshine and just the atmosphere. I have one other tip that I'd like to share that something that I do for when I'm faced with activities I don't want to do, but that I have to do. For example, I'm a I'm a college or university professor. I teach Spanish and I've been doing that for thirty years, but I'm trying to come out of that Spanish and come into full-time ministry and I, you know I'm also a life coach and things like that and for grading I all my courses are online now and I work at different institutions but the the grading sometimes can really, really, really be something that I dislike. And so I've trained myself, and this goes with self-care, because in addition to, you know, I need to take care of myself, I can't just sit at the computer and I have to get up so I do set my timer for about 15 minutes depending on what the task is if I really don't like it then I'll set it for 10 minutes and I'll and I'll grade for 10 minutes and then I set it for five minutes and I walk I you know put a load of laundry in I do something active where I'm standing up on my feet moving around jumping on a trampoline doing knee, deep knee bends that's that self-care thing because I want to get my 10k steps in I want to have a healthy body, because then it's also stress relieving to do those things. So I, I was actually surprised at, at what I thought, how much time I spent grading and how much time I actually spent grading, because these are the, the toxic thoughts that I would have centered around that task that I didn't really enjoy. I would say things like, oh my goodness, it's going to take me all day to grade those finals. And First of all that's just not true. It doesn't take me all day. Now it may feel like it takes a long time, but the truth of it is it doesn't take all day. And and so I started challenging those thoughts about doing these tasks and doing the grading. And once I sat down and actually was timing it because I knew how much time I was giving myself because I was I was timing it and then getting up and then going back to it it was. It didn't take very long at all. I mean, maybe for final exams for 15 students, it might take a total of two hours. That's hardly all day. And so I had to start shifting my mindset on what was truthful instead of telling myself things like, this is so hard, I can't do this, or I don't want to do this, or it's going to take me forever to do that. Those kinds of things don't help me. They were really making me making it worse for me. So I shifted my mindset, instead, and I said, Lord, you know, your word says I can scale a wall. And with you, all things are possible. So I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this process, this grading, this task that I have to do. Why? Because it is a, it is a signpost for me of so many good things. It means that somebody values my service. It's an opportunity to teach students something there. Someone values my expertise that they're willing to pay me for it. I get to enter the lives of all these students and try to help them learn. And I'm, I'm a part of them getting their degree at this institution. I mean, all of those things are true. And so I shifted my mindset to be grateful for the opportunity that I had before me, even about this task that I really didn't want to do. And now it's it's not so bad to do those things. It, I, I, it doesn't seem so bad. So anybody want to want to talk about Uh, doing something like so what I'm trying to say is that I took a task I didn't like but I mixed it with a self-care element of getting my steps in and I put a a very short timer on it and then I was able to get a reality check on the time that it actually involved that actually was involved in doing that task so anybody ever done something like that or want to Want to um, respond to that?
7: Yes, yes, yes. Victoria, that is so good. Yes. Um, I've done that kind of thing before, like gotten up and on something that I was working on and had to do like I did like 20 jumping jacks or did some squats or whatever. Yes. And I love what you said about being thankful. It's like you reframed the whole experience when you did that. It's like calling it something else other than spe- you were speaking, initially you were speaking words of untruth <laughs> um, and and then you turned around and spoke words of life over it and dealt with the, w- with the real reality of it and I thought that was really powerful. So yes, I have done that and I do that even when I'm doing my tasks around the house, like folding clothes, washing clothes, all of that. I'm doing other things that bring me joy. And I get in that um, state of mind um, that is a joyful state of mind. So whatever I'm doing isn't a drudgery. Yeah, I love what you said. That's, That's powerful. Thank
0: you. Well, amen to you too and what you just said. So thank you so much. And as we're closing out, I do have kind of a hard stop here at 1.30, but I'd like to know how, if we could just go around the room very quickly, and if you could tell us how we could support you, that would be awesome. Starting, awesome. Starting with you, Rebecca, how can we best support you?
1: Y'all can find me on, it's uh, Rebecca C. Wilcox on either Facebook or Instagram. And I'm here. Please connect with me here on Clubhouse. Really, right now, the only thing I'm doing is connecting with Victoria uh, on Clubhouse when she does her her Clubhouse room uh, every Thursday. So, um, yeah, I look forward to getting to know each of you better and uh, and seeing what we could do in the future.
0: You're up, Lynette.
3: Hi, I'm a Facebook newbie. And so, because I don't have a place to... Um, connect, but if, um, if you're following me, I'm looking at doing some Instagram or something shortly. So Clubhouse is really the only place right now.
0: How about you Bonnie? I'm on
7: Facebook Bonnie Davis um, and I'm here. That's, that's the only place. I'm on LinkedIn as well um, but that's about it for now. I will be, before the month is out, starting a room um that deals with being prosperous spirit soul and body living to transform life so um i look forward to connecting with you there
0: yeah make sure you let us know tag me or something yeah make sure we're friends on facebook and everything i would love that katrina how can we support you i know you have a tell us your podcast so we can subscribe and and write a review for you
4: yeah sure thank you so much victoria um so, I have a podcast, Popcorn Moments, Faith and Family. we would love for you guys to join. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, my links for Twitter and Instagram are in my bio. So, I'd love for you guys to follow me. And then I have a resource that I think is so uh, amazing for parents because I'm a parent as well who struggled um, in this area even as a minister. And it's called Faith and Family Box. So if you want to check it out, you can go to faithandfamilybox.com.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And how about you, Liz?
6: Yeah, you guys, um, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram um, with my handle at loveletteredhere. And it's, again, it's in my bio here on Clubhouse. But basically what I do is it's just um, I like to share, um, God's word in art form. So that's kind of what I'm about. And, um, anyways, but it was great connecting with all of you.
0: Thank you very much. And I just feel like my, my heart is a little bit lifted. I so appreciate the encouragement that everyone has shared. And I know that some of my listeners will really be touched as well that they're going to love this and this topic and it may get there you know just we want to inspire and and kind of offer that hope but we also want to be real because we're real Christians 21st century Christians walking this out and none of us is a Sally super Christian or at least that's what I call it and I And or that person I know I'm not so I appreciate your frankness and all your encouragement and I would also love your support at my podcast is choose to think with the number two available everywhere. And I would love to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, anywhere you want to look. My website is victoriadwalker.com. So um, I also have a lot of free content over there. If you want to download the ultimate gratitude guide, for example, and get on my list, I would that would be another way to support. So God bless you all. Thank you so much. And I and I do pray blessings over your day and that the Holy Spirit would guide you and increase the hours of your day in ways that are meaningful to advance the kingdom. So God bless you, you all. Thank you so much for coming. That's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Ciao.